I'm going to play Rand Paul here uh, in a, I guess it was uh, him and Fauci during Fauci's hearing today. Uh, Fauci is self-quarantining because he was around other people uh, with coronavirus. So uh, this is mostly remote. But watch, uh, you know, public health expert, eye doctor, Rand Paul, talk to the number one infectious disease doctor in the country and explain the birds and the bees about the coronavirus to him. You, you just can't make up this arrogance. Here we go. I think the one size fits all that we're going to have a national strategy and nobody's going to go to school is kind of ridiculous. We really ought to be doing it school district by school district. So I think we ought to have a, a little bit of humility in, in our uh, belief that we know what's best for the economy. And as much as I respect you, Dr. Fauci, I don't think you're the end all. I don't think you're the one person that gets to make a decision. We can listen to your advice, but there are people on the other side saying there's not going to be a surge. I, I have never made myself out to be the end all and only voice in this. I'm a scientist, a physician, and a public health official. I give advice according to the best scientific evidence. There are a number of other people who come into that and give advice that are more related to the things that you spoke about, about the need to get the country back open again and economically. I don't give advice about economic things. I don't give advice about anything other than public health. So I wanted to respond to that. The second thing is that you use the word we should be humble about what we don't know. And I think that falls under the fact that we don't know everything about this virus. And we really better be very careful, particularly when it comes to children. Because the more and more we learn, we're seeing things about what this virus can do that we didn't see from the studies in China or in Europe. For example, right now, children presenting with COVID-19 COVID who actually have a very strange inflammatory syndrome, very similar to Kawasaki's syndrome. I think we better be careful if we are not cavalier in thinking that children are completely immune to the deleterious effects. So again, you're right in the numbers that children in general do much, much better than adults and the elderly and particularly those with underlying conditions. But I am very careful and hopefully humble in knowing that I don't know everything about this disease. And that's why I'm very reserved in making broad predictions. Thank you. Uh, first of all, Dr. Paul, uh, such a brilliant eye doctor, giving us advice on a deadly infectious disease. Uh, Tom Hanks from Castaway called. He'd like the beginnings of his beard back. You idiot. And excuse my French, demonetized. But somebody has to talk out and speak out against this insanity and zealotry. Because he is a zealot. And let's not forget, let's not forget, folks, that Rand Paul, because he doesn't know anything, and he's not an expert, and he doesn't give a shit about other people, went to the Senate gym with symptoms of coronavirus while waiting for results and infected a whole lot of people. So I don't really want to hear a damn word from Rand Paul. And I'm not saying Fauci is king. Uh, I know there's conspiracy theories about Fauci. But I think I'm going to listen to Fauci if I want to protect my children. I don't have any, but a lot of you do. Rather than that brilliant eye doctor, Rand Paul. And let me explain to Rand Paul, since apparently he missed this uh, day of class in medical school to be an eye doctor. 
Um, Dr. Paul, the reason why you need a national policy rather than a school district by school district policy, you moron. Sorry, Jen. Gotta let it out. Gotta let it out. Is because if you open districts in Kentucky, where you represent, where cases are down, well, guess what? What if several students from that Kentucky? What if their parents recently traveled to, I don't know, New York or somewhere else with a higher case count? And their parents are carriers of the coronavirus without symptoms. And their children are around their parents all the time. Like Dr. Fauci said, we don't know everything about this illness. The children might be less susceptible to carrying it, but what if the children, because there have been children that have gotten coronavirus, and by the way, we're talking about high school too. So you could have 16 year olds, 17 year olds carrying coronavirus. What if their parents travel? What if they take a drive across state lines or into other communities outside of the district that have high case counts? They could transmit it to other children. And like Anthony Fauci said, it might not be coronavirus that they get, but they're now finding that children and younger people are getting something else that's similar to, I think you said, Coxsackie. So it's not just about district by district or city by city or, or town by town. Until you control the virus nationally, you have to be very, very careful. And by the way, we don't, even the experts like Fauci do not know everything. Trust me. I don't generally just believe whatever the government says. That's why I never bought that the DNC hacked, uh, excuse me, Russia hacked the DNC. I never bought weapons of mass destruction. I generally, my first impulse is to think the government's lying. But Fauci and these medical experts don't really have a motivation to lie. Yes, I know the conspiracy theories that this is all one big scam and they're working for big pharma. I get it. There's no evidence of that. Kawasaki, thank you. So if Rand Paul makes you angry, then I got something that's going to make you want to punch someone. I actually, uh, I don't, I don't, I watch CNN so you don't have to, but I started watching CNBC so you don't have to. I want to, uh, I want to see what the criminals that run the United Corporations of America are doing and talking about uh, as they steal our money and make profits off of mass death because that's happening right now. So I started watching CNBC and I came across this gem this morning. And I hope you're sitting down, folks. I hope you're not on an empty stomach. So Jim Cramer um, is, you know, what is he? Um, Power Lunch or I don't know, some title. He's got a show on CNBC. I forget what it's called. Let's listen to his brilliance because if you didn't know, you know, after um, the bankers stole your money and crashed the global economy in 2008, nobody went to jail. No bankers went to jail. Uh, after ExxonMobil lied and hid evidence of climate change for decades, none of their executives went to jail. Um, so now Elon Musk, uh, CEO of Tesla, because he's a lunatic zealot, is saying to hell with uh, 
To hell with Governor Newsom. To hell with Alameda County in California. I'm opening up the Tesla, Tesla factory. And, and if anyone gets uh, arrested, it should be me. I'll be on the front lines as they come with the handcuffs. Well, you know, Jim Cramer on CNBC, apparently laws don't matter if you're a corporate CEO. Uh, health experts, what they say, do not matter. And President Trump chimed in, agreeing that Elon Musk should break the law. So, as I've always said, we only have laws for black people, uh, poor white people, indigenous people, Latino people, you know, poor people without power or lobbyists. But there are no laws for the powerful. Let's, let's take a look at uh, Jim Cramer's brilliance on this matter. And pre-market, as Elon Musk uh, tweeted yesterday, Tesla is restarting production today. Against Alameda County rules, I will be on the line with everyone else. If anyone is arrested, I ask that it only be me. The uh, plant was shut down for five weeks, Jim, and it sounds like you think he has uh, maybe not legal standing, but moral standing to do what he's doing here. Well, look, I, I think that he is a zealot. I think he is correct in thinking that the whole uh, thrust of this country is to put people to work. Uh, why do we presume that he can't do it in a fashion that's safe? I do not know. I mean, uh, I want this is not Tyson, okay? This is not Smithfield. And why do we think this man necessarily is going to put people at risk? When I look at, at, at my Twitter column, there are two kinds of people. There are people who think that he's the greatest and people who think that he's willing to sacrifice people on the, on the order of profit. Now, he may not be as, uh, as, say, as concerned about COVID as every person in the world, but there's no indication that he's willing to sacrifice people's lives. Why can't they make a deal? I don't understand this. It's time to open up that factory, and I think he's dead right. I don't want to violate the law, but come on. This is, do not, do, do we not want this factory open? Secretary Mnuchin wants it open. I don't know. Do we have to presume? We talked that? about it with him. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, we, we covered this with the secretary yesterday. In fact, here's what he told us. I agree with Elon Musk. He's one of the biggest employers and manufacturers in California. And California should prioritize doing whatever they need to do to solve those health issues so that he can open quickly and safely where they're going to find as he's threatened, he's moving his production to a different state. Jim Cramer, who, by the way, makes $10 million a year. So definitely, totally in step with the working bee, with the worker bees of America. You have Jim Cramer, literally, if you couldn't hear, saying, I don't understand why Elon Musk shouldn't be allowed to open Tesla. Uh, other man, other other manufacturers are able to open and why can't he do it safely what's the holdup here you know america is founded on putting people to work he said america is about putting people to work i don't know putting people to work during a deadly pandemic i'm not sure that's what america was founded on just my thoughts he also says that why can't they make a deal? Why would it why would it be unsafe for the workers? 
Well, like Rand Paul, who's an eye doctor, uh, Jim Cramer apparently doesn't understand basic health and doesn't even understand, or maybe he just doesn't care, maybe he just doesn't care about the current trends. If you look at the current trends in the United Corporations of America, there's eight states where cases are increasing. One of them is California, where Elon Musk's Tesla factory is in Alameda County. So that's why, since Jim Cramer didn't seem to understand it, well, the other, the other car companies are opening up. Okay, well, those other car companies aren't in California where it's one of eight states where cases are increasing. And oh, by the way, not that Jim Cramer, who makes $10 million annually, gives a shit, but as I learned today, a lot of Tesla workers are bussed in from hours south of Alameda County, from the Central Valley of California, which includes places like Fresno. Well, Fresno on Monday just confirmed 60 new cases of coronavirus, not to mention the other parts of Central Valley that have been hit hard by coronavirus. So busing, when you have a lot of workers that are bussed in from hours away in a state where the, the count is increasing, yeah, no, you don't open the factory. By the way, by the way, Tesla already has massive complaints about working conditions and workers' rights to the point where workers are trying to unionize and Elon Musk is another Jeff Bezos trying to squash any type of unionization effort. So between Rand Paul and the Republican death cult and CNBC and Fox is pushing this bullshit too, between all of them, they are literally acting like they know more than the health experts. They're literally just ignoring the actual numbers in front of them. And saying, go back to work. Why, sh why, would, it, why would there be a problem? Why wouldn't it be safe? There's ways to socially distance. Well, for Jim Cramer, who, you know, makes $10 million a year, I'm sure he's able to socially distance. I'm sure he's a decent distance away from his uh, colleagues at CNBC. I'm sure he's got great medical care. What does it matter about the workers at Tesla? We need Elon Musk to make money. We need the corporations to make money. I'm sure Tesla, by the way, I haven't looked, it's all one big cesspool. I'm sure Tespa, Tesla has done some sponsorships. I know they've sponsored other media companies. I don't know about CNBC. So this is the type of zealotry and insanity going on. And by the way, somebody posted on Twitter, well, Jordan, who's forcing the workers to come back to work? If they don't feel safe, they don't have to come back to work. Hey, idiot tweeter, you think Elon Musk has a paid sick leave for workers that don't come to work because they're afraid for their lives? And do you think these workers can afford not to come into work if 
Master Musk is calling them? You, don't, you think Elon Musk isn't going to try to do some funny business like they're doing in Ohio and other states to try and have a website or something that exposes workers that are refusing to come into work because they're scared for their lives and don't want to get infected and transferred to their children? There's Ohio and other states have employers literally trying to blow the whistle on workers that won't come into work because they don't want to get coronavirus so that they could screw those workers out of getting unemployment. You think Elon Musk, of all people, isn't going to do that? I mean, you can't make this... this I, I have said it before coronavirus. We live in the United Corporations of America, and we live in an economic Hunger Games, and Mr. Musk is part of that economic Hunger Games. And idiots like Jim Cramer and Rand Paul, who know nothing, are, are willing, based on their own ego, their own machismo, their own distorted, dystopian view of what America is. If you didn't hear it, Jim Cramer said, America was founded on putting people to work. That's all. We're just cogs in the machine. That's what America's about. So Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats put forward um, a $3 trillion bill today, which honestly is dead on arrival anyway, because McConnell and Trump has said they're not going to move on it. Let's give more time to see how the $2 trillion sham bill, the $2 trillion bank robbery that they passed originally with Nancy and Chuck Schumer's help, because the Democrats went along with this devastating original bill. How many of you have even got your unemployment yet? The state offices are overrun. They can't handle this level of unemployment benefits. How many of you have even gotten your $12 crumb cake yet? So this one, this $3 trillion, let me give you a few of the uh, major bullets here. You got $1 trillion in state and local aid. I'm going to explain to you why that is actually not what you think it is. Another extension of the $600 unemployment benefits, which again, in theory, is a good thing if people could get it right away, which they are not getting it right away. $200 billion in hazard pay, that's not nearly enough. Second round of direct checks, talking about the $1,200 crumb cake. So I'm not good at math, but $1,200. If you haven't gotten the original $1,200 yet, okay, well, when are you going to get this one? It's not relief if you don't get it now. And $1,200 is not enough. In addition to this, Okay, so let's start with the $1 trillion of local and state aid. When federal government allocates money to the states, I'll give you the example of the Flint water crisis, now, now six years, still with no clean water, still no justice in Flint, not one person in prison. When $170 million under President Obama and the Democratic Congress was passed for Flint, I could tell you for fact, maybe a quarter of that money actually went to Flint, city of Flint, towards water relief. The rest got diverted because this, the money didn't go directly to citizens of Flint. It went to the governor at that time, Rick Snyder, 
So when you allow money to be go to governors, whether Democrat or Republican, I always tell you it's not the politicians making the decisions, it's their donors on the Democratic side and the Republican side. So I guarantee to you the nearly $1 trillion going through states, cities, and towns, that money, it's not going directly to you if you live in those states, cities, and towns. It's going to banks. It's going to law firms. It's going to real estate developers. It's going to nonprofits. It's going to private foundations. It's going to uh, chambers of commerce, state, city, local. All of this might sound good, but is that money going to all of those entities, which majority of those entities donate a lot of money to, gee, the governors of the state, the mayors of the cities and towns? Again, this money is not like a refundable debit card going to you, the consumer, freaking out about paying rent, your mortgage, your utilities, your student loans, your car, your car payments, your groceries for you and your kids. It's going to the governors of the states, to then to the mayors, and I promise you it's going to be a mix of goodies for donors and, and taking money that's supposed to go towards economic relief to shore up your pension situation, to shore up your other budget gaps that were there before the coronavirus pandemic, to balance the books for your water department deficit, more money for police and this, that, not going to the actual working people struggling in your cities and towns. That's why instead of $1 trillion going to state, city, and towns to those governments, how about just giving the money directly to citizens and consumers? But they don't want to do that. Rashida Tlaib has put forward a bill. I think it said, F the, you know, mint the effing coin. Well, mint the coin. Why am I holding back now? I've already dropped 20 F-bombs. She put, a, she put forward a bill, refundable debit card, $2,000 a month right now, and just replenish it at the start of every month till the end of the pandemic. Essentially UBI right now. I wonder why they're not doing that. Because if they did that, it can't get diverted to the donors, to the real estate developers, to the lawyers who donate to politicians, to the corporate CEOs, to the Chamber of Commerce folks. I could tell you, I always get, well, what do you mean Barama, Obama's at fault? Congress gave Flint $170 million. Go ask the people of Flint how much of that money actually went to Flint. Go ask the people of New Orleans how much of the relief money actually went to relief of Hurricane Katrina. Go ask where the BP, BP, yeah, the BP spill happened. I could do a whole damn documentary on money stolen, earmarked for certain disasters diverted and gone to donors, to corporations. It, it, it's a sin, but because Nancy Pelosi put it on paper, 
And the media breathlessly just regurgitates things like, this is a good thing. Well, I don't personally trust the state and local government, particularly the governors and mayors who are all corrupt in their own fashion. Sorry to be so cynical, but I've kind of been around the country for the last five years. I know what I'm talking about. I don't really trust them to disperse the money in a way that will get you rehired or get you the health care you need. And in addition to, in addition to that empty rhetoric of $1 trillion for states and local government, guess what else Speaker Pelosi's priorities were? A corporate lobbyist bailout was snuck into this. Expanding the Paycheck Protection Program loan to all 501c4s and 501c6 under 500 employees. Oh, guess who 501c6 are? Lobbyists on K Street. 501c4s are dark money groups. She also added into there rolling back the salt cap, which to dumb it down for you, rolling back the salt cap will help wealthy Americans in places like California and New York. People making six figures, not people like you and me. And before this bill went out, this is the opposition to Trump we're talking about. The quote unquote opposition. I put opposition in quotes. By the way, we have almost 400 people watching. So if you haven't pressed the like button, please press that like button. But on top of $1 trillion to governors of states and mayors to loot the treasury and give it out to their donors. On top of that, on top of the corporate bailout, excuse me, the expanding the PPP program to corporate lobbyists, on top of the salt cap reduction rollback, which helps wealthy Americans in San Francisco, no offense, some of you watching might be wealthy people. I'm not saying you don't deserve a little something, but frankly, I don't think you need help before workers in fast food, warehouses, workers making, I don't know, $75,000 or less, I think they should get help immediately. On top of all that, Pelosi and the Democrats signaled before today's bill came out that their main, prob their main concern is working people double dipping. Oh. For example, they don't want someone who is receiving more unemployment money to also receive money through the Paycheck Protection Program. They don't want people, dip, working people, dipping, double dipping into different pots of money. So if you're getting unemployment, we don't want you to also get money through the small business loans. We don't want you to get unemployment and a $1,200 check. What a sin if you get both. And by the way, I've been asking, and Jimmy's been asking another, I mean, Jimmy's a little, he's not asking, he's been throwing bombs. God bless him, I love him. But I've been asking, where is the progressive opposition? When I'm talking about progressives, I say, Rashida Tlaib, Ro Khanna, Pramila Jayapal, um, Ilhan Omar, AOC. Uh, do they have duct tape over their mouth? Why aren't they speaking up? against this watered-down, 
crumbs that Pelosi is offering. And again, it really doesn't matter like concretely because it's dead on arrival anyway. Trump and McConnell are not going for this crappy bill Pelosi put forward today. But it's important to state your demands. It's important to go as far left during Great Depression level unemployment. Remember, yesterday we went over real unemployment is at 25% right now. That's the same levels during the Great Depression. And it's probably going to go higher than that. So why haven't progressives been screaming? You know, does Nancy Pelosi have some mafia we don't know about that are threatening them and their families? I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but what's going on here? Well, it seems apparently Pramila Jayapal kind of sort of finally spoke up against Nancy Pelosi. A caucus call among House Democrats on Tuesday evening grew contentious as a key progressive leader, Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, confronted Pelosi about a liberal policy priority being left out of the next coronavirus package. Multiple Democrats on the call described the exchange as intense. At the very end of the two-hour call, Jayapal complained that the bill in which the government would temporarily cover payroll for struggling businesses, like most European governments are doing right now without, a, without pause, was left on the cutting room floor. The Washington Democrat voiced concern that the legislation was largely being written behind closed doors. Jayapal's bill did have support from across the Democratic caucus, but senior, senior Democrats point out that she has had no bill text, no budget score, and no Republicans behind it. Oh, we got to get the Republicans behind it. In response, Pelosi disputed Jayapal's comments about a top-down process, arguing committee chairs have taken member input in the drafting of their specific selections. As she reiterated that Democrats would keep exploring Jayapal's proposal when there is text, Pelosi ended the call by having House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richard Neal reiterate that his committee preferred the Employment Retention Tax Credit. Oh, more tax credits from the Democrats. The rare display of drama from Jayapal is a reflection of broader concerns within the caucus. Several members feel that the House Democrat leaders have written trillions of dollars worth of legislation in the speaker's suite without meaningful input from rank and file. It gets better, though. It gets better. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer told reporters Tuesday that he and Pelosi, quote, believe that Jayapal proposal has great merit to it. Oh, I love when your parents or somebody above you that don't want to give you what you want and deserve say, you know, your arguments has a lot of, has a lot of uh, validity to it. But they believe in Jayapal's proposal has great merit to it and said it can it could be considered in future relief bills. Oh, it's always future relief bills. Well, because the Democrats, who are bought off like the Republicans, didn't fight to begin with in the first bill, they now have no, no leverage or negotiating power. So this sack of that Pelosi put forward isn't getting passed because McConnell and Trump have said, we're not touching this. We want to give more time for the first bank heist, the $2 trillion, to have some effects, which it's not going to. So they're saying to Jayapal, no, we can't put government covering payrolls in because 
I don't, we don't have a reason other than our donors won't let us. It's all the donors making the decisions. It's not Pelosi. It's not Schumer. It's not Steady Hoyer. It's their donors. That's who makes the decisions. I mean, you cannot make this up, how pathetic this is. And by the way, not only is it pathetic, but it's also going to help reelect Trump. Because as me and Nomiki Kuntz talk about, does anybody think, based on what we've seen from Donald Trump, does anybody really think that Donald Trump, come July or August, if he's down six to seven points in all the critical states, we're talking Wisconsin, we're talking Michigan, we're talking Pennsylvania, Ohio, Florida, Arizona. Does anybody think that Donald Trump will snap his finger and say, Medicare for all, right now, we're gonna cover everybody through Medicare. This is unprecedented times. I gotta make, you know, it's not a very Republican thing to do. Remember he said that when he was running? Well, it's not a very Republican thing to do, but we've got to cover everybody. But now he actually has the power to do it. And he could take executive actions without Congress. Does anybody think that Donald Trump, since the Democrats' offer has been so pathetic, Donald Trump won't hijack Rashida Tlaib's bill or Pramila Jayapal's bill and just say, to hell with it, $2,000 a month right now for every American. Or government's going to cover payrolls. And guess what? Mitch McConnell, he'll go along with it. Because once Trump gets reelected, snap of their fingers, done. Because you got to remember, Mitch McConnell, his le- the legacy that he cares about is Supreme Court and continuing to stuff the judiciary, uh, stuff courts all across this country with bad conservative zealots. And he can't do that without uh, Trump in office. And God bless her, but, um, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a couple others, pretty old, have had some health problems. So McConnell will go along with some actual help for workers if it keeps a Republican in the White House to rubber stamp all the terrible things he's doing. And because the Democrats are opening it up for Trump to outleft. Trump will do it. I'm telling you, Trump will do this. I covered him in 2016 on the road. He doesn't have any ideology other than Trump, right? The Democrats and Nancy Pelosi put forward a bill that was really just a messaging bill that they will not be able to get through the Senate or Trump to sign. And they didn't even have the will or the fight to put the right message out. The government has the ability right now to give direct relief through refundable debit cards like Rashida Tlaib put forward, to Bernie's plan that Kamala Harris jumped on and Ed Markey jumped on. They could do it right now. $2,000 per individual, $4,000 per married couple for an additional $2,000 per child. They could do it right now. The government prints money for war. The government prints money for tax cuts for the wealthy. The government prints money for oil subsidies. The government prints money for bank subsidies. They could print the money for working people. And they're not doing it because Pelosi's donors won't let her. And that's why 
We need a status quo in this country. That's why everybody needs to realize we don't live in the United States of America. We live in the United Corporations of America.